Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for Accredited Investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast on your favorite podcast player. All right, welcome everybody. It is June 2020. This is the monthly market update. You guys can find past videos and reports at simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter. For those of you guys, uh, for a little thank you for coming, you guys can download the Easter egg of the month, which is the net worth tracker sheet that I created just recently. You can download this at simplepassivecashflow.com slash legacy. And what this cool spreadsheet is, you pretty much put in your, you know, how much money you have now, what's your interest rate is assumed, you know, of your investments, you know, if you're in the stocks and stuff like that, I don't know why you want to do that. You, know, you put in like 7%. And then you also put in how much money you're saving every year. Most people in our community are, are probably saving 30 to $50,000. Uh, you put in your age, you put in your year, and then it shows you, um, a few different scenarios. There's a bunch of tabs in here where it shows you growing at 5, 10, 15%. And um, shows you how quickly your net worth grows. Kind of a fun sheet. You guys, again, you can get that at simplepassivecashflow.com slash legacy. A lot of news today we're going to cover. Um, if you guys haven't, please check out the YouTube channel. We do a weekly podcast at Simple Passive Cashflow found on iTunes and Google Play. Something to start off for fun since, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of tired of all the politics of, you know, do we stay closed? Do we open up the economy? Um, got a little fun thing here. Everyone's been stuck at home and here's a little diagram of what each state is watching for the most part. So we got a lot of trickies up in the Northwest. California watches Friends. Texas watches Friends. A lot of Friends in here. Kind of something fun to kind of break the ice here as we get into more of the news. And we're going to start with a few teaching points. So this first graphic here we're showing, and for those who are listening on the podcast, we have this on the YouTube channel also, so you can see the graphics and slides. But, you know, people are always asking, you know, where is the residential market going? Is the prices going to go up or down? So what they did here is they overlaid in blue the great financial crisis of 2008, what happened, and the orange line here is what is happening um, now with, I guess they're calling it the, the great lockout or the great you know, locked up at home pandemic. So these lines are showing the, the supply that out that is out on the market. So I guess what happens in the last you know, few months is, you know, if you were an agent or you're a, a home seller, what you probably did is you probably pulled it off the market so that when we're starting to open up right now, you can put it back up there. Or if you were on the verge of releasing the listing, you probably held it back. So, I mean, we're probably at, you know, a hundred months average of supply in June and that dropped all the way to under 
know, 20% of that. And that was a, a sharp contrast to in the great financial crisis, it kind of stepped its way down. So what they're saying is because there isn't much supply, purchaser demand is still there. What we can say from that is, you know, maybe the price will probably level out and the balance between sellers and buyers will be the same. So moving on to interest rates, here's kind of where we've been with the Fed's front rate in red. We are currently at 0% as of a few months. But that doesn't necessarily mean that your guys' interest rates and our interest rates and our big commercial deals are going to come down too. You can see the, uh, the Fed front rates and prime rates, they're correlated, but the, uh, the five-year arms, three-year mortgages, they're, they're coming down slightly. I don't have a crystal ball, but... I, I hear a lot of people are kind of refinancing and you know, I never, I never trust those loan brokers. They're always sneaky fellows just trying to get you guys to refinance every, every day. It seems like I would maybe, if I was doing it, I would probably wait maybe three to three to six months because they, they just dro- dropped these feds fund rates a couple months ago. And I think where their interest rates are, I think it's still going to kind of follow it down even more. For those of you guys who have rental properties, I did a little bit video on loan forbearance options. It actually was pretty easy. I didn't really need to do this, but I just kind of wanted to see how easy it was. So I just, you know, I clicked on the, the links and I kind of followed it and I did a little screen share of me uh, applying for forbearance. And so you can check out the video at simplepassivecashflow.com slash forbearance. So what this is, is you're just kind of delaying your payments. You still got to pay. You, you got to have a big chunk when this thing runs out. I think mine's, I set it for three months. No problem. I got it in the banks. It'll just pull three months from now. But, um, you know, some people are saying like, it's going to tank your credit. And I don't think it really, I'd like to see an experiment of, you know, how much it really impacts it. If you're kind of hurting for cash to kind of stay afloat, um, you know, a lot of my dentist investors are kind of like that, you know, maybe something like this, maybe exactly what you need. We're going to get through some of the news here. I'm starting off with some headlines from CBRE. They kind of summarize exactly what's been happening. 2 million jobs loss, uh, unemployment rate 14.7. Not fun stuff, but you know, when you dig into here, some of the interesting points are approximately 78% of the total unemployed were reported as furloughed or temporary indicating many of these jobs could return once the economy fully recovers. That's good news. Unprecedented impact of COVID-19 has pushed the unemployment rate to a post-war high. But later on in the week, Seabury also uh, released a statement. You know, they're, they're expecting a rebound expected in Q3 after record drop in employment. Real estate recovery should follow beginning in 2021. Of course, as an investor, you're always buying individual deals and each individual deal doesn't necessarily track the overall market. It's nice to have the trade winds of a bull market behind you. You know, for the most part, it's nice to see that the macro economy is looking to be pretty good in the second half of this year and, and beyond. Here's just a little summary of what's been happening. You know, and I think you know, this kind of goes without being said, but nice little graph outlining the percentage of population under states with uh, stay-at-home orders. We were pretty much all, you know, 85 and above percent were under lockdown April 22nd. And then April 29th, May 6th is when things start to open up. And then end of May was kind of the threshold where things started to open up to about 30%. And that kind of brings us to today where we're kind of slowing one by one, slowly reopening. 
First headline here, U.S. housing markets vulnerable to coronavirus impact clustered in the Northeast and Florida. This is from Adam Data. So they're looking at markets like New Jersey and Florida having 24 of the 50 most vulnerable counties. They named a few of these in New York, suburban areas, Virgin, Essex, Middlesex, Union counties. The 10 counties in Florida are concentrated in the northern and central sections of the state, include Flagler, Lake, Clay, Hernando, and Osorando counties. Other southern states that include the top 50s are spread across Delaware, Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, Louisiana, and Virginia, but mostly in New Jersey and Florida. Multi-housing news reports that Common launches workforce housing grants. So Common is a company that they're now entering the workforce housing space, something that a lot of us investors enjoy because there's a sort of a housing shortage with housing, good good value-based housing for regular people, which we call workforce housing or maybe B and C class assets. So I think through this whole COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, you're seeing office space getting killed, any like shopping mall or retail storefront getting killed, other than shopping malls, of course, or it's not shopping malls, shopping malls are getting killed, but other than grocery stores, a lot of asset classes are just getting annihilated, whereas the workforce housing, you know, a lot of our, our collections have been pretty strong through this and um, kind of riding this, this wave and, you know, valuations aren't really dropping. So you're seeing a lot of the bigger players kind of jump and shift from their original model and, and coming into workforce housing, which kind of says something. Another trend here, so popular popularity of search term home for rent by metro area. A lot of these were in the Georgias and Tennessees and Alabama, South Carolina. So a few of the movers in terms of, you know, they weren't that popular in terms of search rank. And now that they are popular, um, the, the Delta in rank are um, Mankanto, Minnesota, Autumn, Missouri, Lubbock, Texas, Sternfrozer, Arkansas, um, just a lot of blue collar cities on this list. Ari Business Online reports a whole bunch of death in the retail space. I am sorry if you're saddened by the loss of these great companies such as JCPenney, trial for Chapter 11. Um, they are going to be doing some debt restructuring. Newman Marcus files Chapter 11. Lord & Taylor, I guess they're a, kind of an old school department store. And Tuesday Morning files for Chapter 11 also closing plans to close 230 of their stores. For those of you dudes out there who don't care about those brands, well, you might care about Goad's Gym filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy also, currently closing 30 centers. I think that's been, this has been the trend even in a good market. You know, you'll see a lot of these, these retailers like Forever 21 um, close down. But, you know, with the COVID-19, you're, you're seeing a lot of these guys accelerate these, the slow death. So this map here outlines the percent of adults in households where someone had a loss in employment income since March 13. Some of the uh, losers are a lot of the more coastal states, a lot of Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, Hawaii. Other than that, a lot of the, the plain states. 
um, were less impacted, but still everybody's feeling the pain at between 30 to 60% where someone had a loss in employment income. John Burns Consulting, a great source for really cool data, did a study and they had four big takeaways. So on the new home side, they said new home builders should capture the pent up demand from apartment dwellers, home buyers, moving to cities, families, wanting more space and residents relocating to jobs. You know, I think people being cooped up at, in their little apartments are probably realizing it's nicer to have a bigger space. But I'd argue as the apartment investor myself, all right, well, everybody wants a bigger place to live, but when you got to pony up and pay the, uh, the mortgage and come up with a down payment, let's see who actually uh, can actually make that happen. Actually, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, demand for mobile home parks. Um, applications have kind of gone up. You know, so the apartment people are kind of going to the mobile home parks or potentially it's the people having trouble paying their mortgage in their, their homes going to the, apart, the mobile home park space because mobile home parks are you're a little bit more independent living. You're not sharing walls with your, your fellow neighbors. From the apartment front, apartment renters may move closer to jobs and where cities, um, two cities where businesses are hiring, may, some may double down in larger units while others look for efficient spaces at lower absolute rents. I think the, the big trend that I've been hearing is, you know, like a lot of the very expensive cities like San Francisco where you do have that, there's just too many people. It's hard to self-isolate in a big, you know, dense area like New York or San Francisco. People are realizing that they don't need to be there, especially with all the remote working. Those single family home rentals, they are saying Single-family rentals allow financial flexibility with privacy, with enhanced social distancing opportunities. Many will be renters by choice and will pay a premium to live in a dedicated community with other renters and community amenities. Point here on the commercial re real estate front, retail stores will remain open in the best locations and expect accelerated suburban mall redevelopment with some new housing. Some office, some markets will need more space and brand, branded hotels with strict cleaning standards may benefit from business travel. They're basically saying the, uh, the retail storefronts in the bad locations are going to suffer. Yeah, this whole COVID-19 is just trimming the fat. Those weak and not positioned well are going to get cut. Multi-housing news reports that the coronavirus dense multifamily development. New supply expectations fall this year. And of course, due to all that's been happening, but future construction impact hinges on the downturn severity and length. This is something I've been uh, following, and you know, this development space is interesting to me. Um, there's still a strong d demand for demographics for um, these new builds, and they're saying that normally, or there was expected to be about three hundred thousand units coming online by the end of 2020. And that will likely be reduced to 250,000. So I think that's about a 20% decrease, I think, if I did my math right. So, uh, you know, if you're able to push through the project and get it to build, I mean, less competition out there. So let's talk about rent collections here. The month of May looks like the average was about 93.3%. Um, this is a 1.5 percentage point decrease from the previous month. So, I mean, on, on our portfolio of, you know, about 3,000 or so units, yeah, normally we're around 97%, you know, collections, 
you're always gonna have a you know a few people out of a hundred just be a, a deadbeat and you know of course that's where you have to go through the process to evict and go through the collections but in a 90 percent sort of baseline i think for april and may we some we saw something similar you know it dropped a few percent points in april and then dropped another few percent points in may so you know, I think we're seeing the impact from COVID-19, um, but this is exactly why you invest in workforce housing and rentals, because at the end of the day, people are making the choice to to stay in their homes and put, put shelter over their head. Are you a non-incredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your spouse, who's a little bit skeptic of what you've been listening to the last few months? And could you use the reinforcement of double-digit returns paid like clockwork in the form of monthly dividends? The American Home Preservation Fund, or AHP, is currently open again and is looking to bring new investors with them. I have been investing with them since 2016 and originally I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment and that paid my car payment completely for me every single month. AHP collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes via restructuring or selling the debts unlike their competitors. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact Simple Passive Cashflow was making and eventually approached me to become a spokesperson of the company. You can start investing with as little as 100 bucks. And if you want a free bird zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. For more information about investing with AHP, go to hpservicing.com slash investors. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. I think the one, the one takeaway or the one lesson learned I have coming out of this whole COVID-19 experience is that the Class C assets that we have are the ones that have the biggest collection issues and it makes sense right because these lower earning workers are the ones who are going to typically get cut the most um, we've got one property though in a class d but it's near like a grocery store and the grocery store was looking for uh, new workers because they increased demand so that was a nice little win there but you know, that's, that's an individual case. And, you know, a lot of what we talk about here on these monthly reports are macro concepts. But, you know, you investors out there are supposed to find those diamonds in the rough that kind of bump the trend or hopefully take advantage of the trend. And, you know, I was kind of talking about that National Real Estate Investor had an article on the outlook for Class C apartments is mud- muddied by tenants' loss of income. So quote here, given the industry's hit hardest in recent job cuts include the hospitality and retail sectors, loss of income has been especially prevalent in the Class C property renter base. That's especially problematic when few of those households have any financial cushion to fall back on. So, you know, why are the collections the hardest? Well, a lot of these guys, they don't have like $1,000 or more in savings. So once they kind of dip into that, they're they're screwed and no, there's just a hard place. So a little bit of good news and, you know, a few months of predominantly bad news. Um, but depends how you look at it, right? Like there's opportunity coming, of course, and um, another bull market coming. Um, so shopping center business says Papa John's, the pizza company reports May as best sales month in restaurant history. 
apparently uh, people want their pizza when they're stuck at home. So that's the monthly um, news for June. The preceding offers general personal finance information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor's situation is unique. Always seek the services of professional tax and legal advisors before relying on any information you take herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk.